when I look back on it, I'm just disgusted in myself. I would have McDonald's for breakfast, McDonald's on the way home from work. We'd have a sandwich man that would come into work. Everyone has those sandwich mans in the offices. Yeah. And I'd buy like two jumbo sausage rolls off of him. Like, it was crazy the amount I ate. My other half of the time, he worked in a restaurant and would bring me cheesecake home at one o'clock in the morning and I'd actually wait up <laughs> so that I could eat it at one o'clock in the morning. It was crazy. Eating like shed loads of cheesecake. So I had such an unhealthy relationship with food but it just spiralled out of control so bad that when I was going through my pregnancy, I was so disheartened because every time I went to a doctor's appointment, it was, well, you're morbidly obese. You're, you can't give birth naturally because your body's not going to be able to handle it. Slimming Story just branching out. I've created a Facebook group and over the next couple of months, I'll be building a community starting with live Slimming Story conversations. This is your opportunity to feature on one of the upcoming podcast episodes and share your weight loss journey. Are you with me? All you need to do is just click on the link in the podcast show notes or search for Slimming Stories within the group feature on Facebook. I would love to see you there. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. I was only looking at my friend's Instagram account, you know, she lives in Florida, she's out on the beach with a little boy and I was thinking, my goodness, if only we had that sunshine and here I am, it's Easter Sunday, I'm in my office looking out and it's just glorious sunshine, there's not a cloud in the sky, it's just simply beautiful and I can't wait to spend the afternoon just pottering around the garden, chilling out with my family, eating chocolate, hands up, I'm going to be eating chocolate today, it's Easter. And just enjoying the day for what it is. It's a gorgeous day. And we need to soak up the vibes, those energetic vibes that the sun is, is giving us when we can, especially in the UK. Talking about energy, Kim Fisher, my next guest on Simmons Stories, is simply, simply amazing. She's got a fantastic Instagram account that is really honest and warm and nurturing. And I just think it's one of those accounts that, as soon as you're on there, you know that you're in a safe space. Shows lots of honest posts around stretch marks, around a post baby belly, around cellulite. It's it's a great refreshing Instagram account, and that's what attracted me to Kim to ask her on to today's show. And Kim has this infectious energy that I think we can all draw from and and gain insights into how she's found this confidence with a nine stone weight loss so is introducing kim fisher to her episode of slimming stories enjoy welcome kim hey thanks for having me you're absolutely welcome and wow you know your instagram page is so inspiring and i really I love the fact how you've really embodied body confidence. You know, when I go onto your page, I see the really honest posts about just showing up as yourself, as you are. And I do feel that a lot of your posts are very brave. I can't say that I, I would be <laughs> that brave to put on the post. You know, I think the, the most recent one was a post of you in the bath. And obviously yeah. it's, it's very, um, 
I would say very artistically portrayed in the photograph. <laughs> but no, I absolutely love it. You know, I, I feel Thank that you. by people like yourself showing up on social media and, and showing what a, an actual body looks like in terms of, you know, when we sit down, we have the folds and beautiful they are too. Yeah. Showing your curves and, and just showing up as your, you know, your beautiful self. And Thank I'd love you. to hear, Kim, after losing nine stone where this confidence has has come from have you always had this luckily I've always been the loud abrupt one in like in life in all of my group of friends and all of my work you could ask anyone and I think they'd always say if you know Kim Fisher yeah she's loud she's in your face and I've I've always been that type of person um and I think after I kind of lost all of this way there were certain things that I started to pick up on that I never even noticed when I was bigger because I suppose it never came up things like wearing a bikini on the beach as something as simple and as little as that that I thought I kind of bought my first bikini because I'd lost all of my weight and then I kind of got to the beach and I was like oh my god everyone's looking at me because all my lumps and bumps are out all of my stretch marks are out And all of a sudden, I just felt like I wanted the kind of the sand to just swallow me up. But I was like, why am I feeling like this? I've lost all of this weight. And actually, I should be loving my body. Like, I kind of um, went into this whole thing, mindset of, you know, my body's given me my daughter. My body's lost all of this weight. It's it's amazing when you really think about what our body does for us Mm. and actually we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves and our body and if I turn around to like my other half at the time I was like oh my god look at all these stretch marks and they were like what are you actually on about I can't even see anything Mm. it was just all in my head and everything that I was picking up on and actually I just kind of snapped out of it and went no you're 100% right we've all got it We've yeah. all got these bumps and bumps. We've all got these stretch marks. And let's start making it normal and stop comparing myself to fitness models that I was seeing yeah. on Instagram and going kind of, I was in the gym a lot as well at the time. And I was going, well, why, why don't I look like that beautiful woman on Instagram who's airbrushed and tanned and <laughs> kind of so smooth and silky smooth skin? And I was like, because I'm not her, I'm yeah. me. And this is me, and yeah, and this is who I want to be. And actually, that's how I then wanted to kind of start portraying my Instagram is that actually, I want you guys to know that you're not on your own. And when we lose all of this weight, we don't suddenly become these Instagram fitness models (laughs) just because we've lost all of this weight. We are left with a little bit of loose, saggy skin and stretch marks and so like, and actually, that's okay. Like, yeah, and it's it's beautiful it makes us us and we're unique and that's what makes our bodies beautiful I totally agree with you and from somebody like myself that was I guess an early bloomer so my Mm. my curves came before anybody else's did and (laughs) I felt like the the only one to have stretch marks I can remember having stretch marks at age 10 I think it was nine or ten actually and then thinking oh my goodness I've got these these red stretch marks and then you know then the stretch marks faded and and I've been a baby and thinking goodness I'll have these new stretch marks and I was, I was praying that the stretch yeah. marks have stayed on my belly that they didn't go to my bust I thought you know my bust is big already I don't want any more stretch marks 
um, yeah. other than those on my belly. And it, it's strange, isn't it, how we how we perceive how you know how a shape should look, how a, a belly should look. When when you think about little toddlers, you know, when you your children are toddlers and we see that little pot belly and we yeah. we adore that and we, we think about you know our yeah. mums and our, our, our grandmas and how cuddly and lovely they are to have a, a real you know real snuggly hug and how the yeah. I guess our attitudes to beauty develop just by seeing a image on a magazine like you've just said that is airbrushed it's not even it's not even real but we're, we're almost bombarded mm. by these or we have been in the past yeah yeah no 100% like I think um it's only very recently that kind of social media has started to take a little bit of a turn where they're starting to notice more um about stretch marks and things like that and um lumps and bumps and curvy women and stuff which is obviously amazing because it does then start to make it but I feel like kind of my generation we've already had that pushed into our brains that perfect yeah. is this you know like I said silky smooth skin and and um no lumps and bumps at all and everything looking perfect so we will constantly compare it um, like even if you try not to even now I will still compare myself to other people I always do it yeah. I will go oh that person's five foot five and they weigh the same <laughs> as me but they don't look like me why mm. is that but actually no of course I do you know we all carry our weight completely differently um and we should never compare ourselves um to anyone else because all of us are so unique um and we should find those little things um that we love about ourselves I've got weirdly I've got a little um cellulite dimple on my bum um (laughs) and I think I've had that as since I was a teenager but actually I love it because I've always had it and um, it kind of makes my bum a little bit cute and you know my other half loves it because she thinks it's cute so like it's little things like that but it you know it's still cellulite on my bum but I've learned to love it. (laughs) That's it and the the reason that we've we're not kind of used to loving cellulite or most people aren't used to to looking at cellulite the way that you do which is fantastic is you don't see that do you I can remember and I think I've said this before in the podcast where and I'm thinking of the lady's name and it's gone out of my head <laughs> Caprice that's it she was being interviewed all yeah. around the fact that you know this airbrushing on her images and she was like but this is my industry and I, I kind of understand that you know she's a beautiful woman but what she was saying is this is what people want to see and you're right that you know things have turned around and that that's fantastic and you can I guess scroll through a, a feed of a of a catalogue and you can see the plus size ladies on there and then the, the slimmer models looking more towards things that are now idolized such as I guess Kim Kardashian but although she's she's very curvy it's it's very strange isn't it that I feel like women are almost having to conform to these ideals throughout history we've had to conform to these ideals you know being super super pale or being androgynous and then being curvy where we're women (laughs) we are who we are yeah and we're we're all just are like totally different like I was saying like someone could be the exact same height as me in the exact same weight but that doesn't mean that they're going to be the same size as me and it doesn't mean that they're going to kind of look like me um, and I think that's 
that's the thing, isn't it? We're all trying to like conform, conform, conform. That's all it is at the moment. And it's, yeah. it's actually really hard and it's daunting. It's a real stress um, in itself and on your life that you kind of feel like you need to be someone that you're not, which is, which is actually really horrible. And then yeah. it really, really affects your mental health. Um, especially if you're feeling low anyway, mm. um, you're then looking at all these people um, and you're thinking, well, why don't I look there like them? And then it can really take a massive toll on personal relationships and stuff like that. And I just think it's just crazy how much it can spiral out of control when actually all we need to do is truly just to love ourselves and look in the mirror and just go, I am who I am. This is this is the cards that I've kind of been dealt with and I'm going to learn to love it. Yeah, definitely. And the self-acceptance that you've given yourself is fantastic. Uh, you know, you, you talk about your confidence and you've always had that confidence. Losing Nine Stone, what was your relationship like with food and why did you eat past the point of just eating for hunger? What led to the weight gain that you had where you had to recognize that, that something needed to be done that you needed to take action in terms of your behavior towards the food that you ate to be honest if I mean if you ask my parents they'll always be like oh it was when you moved out because you were perfectly fine when you lived here blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um but basically uh, it is kind of true I left home when I was 18 and all of a sudden I kind of had my own money introduced like college going out with friends drinking takeaways started happening um and then to be fair I mean as deep as it's going to sound when I got into relationships I would get comfortable but unfortunately I entered quite mentally abusive relationships which then meant I just ate I ate my feelings I was 18 when I entered a relationship and I was a beautiful size eight. I had a six natural six pack and I looked amazing. And then I actually left that relationship a size 20 um, two years later. It then kind of just went on from there, really. I kept entering relationships where it was kind of a situation where I was really, really low. They weren't very nice relationships that I were in. I kind of ate and it's when I look back on it now I didn't even notice it like mm. I really didn't even know what was happening or or what was kind of going on it wasn't really um until my mum who was eight years ago she was a very very big girl I mean she was a size 24 26 she was quite a big lady she had lost a load of weight through doing a milkshake diet to which then she got gallstones which then led to pancreatitis and she ended up in intensive care and it was all stem the doctors turned around and said this is actually all stem to you being morbidly obese like yeah um we're quite surprised that you're even kind of still here really um there was actually a lady that was led next to her in the bed next to her who had the exact same thing and she was about 10 stone heavier than my mum, and she actually passed away while I was there so it's kind of when I was in that situation I looked at it and I was like this is crazy this is all just because she's 
so overweight and her body can't handle it that it's almost like it's shutting down and her body's saying no I can't do this anymore and that scared the hell out of me luckily my mum's perfectly fine now very very healthy but yeah obviously at the time it really really scared the hell out of me and it wasn't until then that I really saw that my weight was an issue to be honest which is bizarre because I was I was a big girl I mean at the time I was a size 18 20 I couldn't even tell you how much I weighed then either really because I can't really remember I think it was about 16 stone then so I've had that shock factor of my mum nearly passing away because of her weight I don't even know why I did it I stupidly went on the same diet Uh, lost five stone Mm. so went on a crash fad diet lost five stone and then I fell pregnant (laughs) and because obviously the fad diet didn't teach me how to actually eat and eat healthily and things like that while I was pregnant I gained seven and a half stone Um, I just ate throughout my pregnancy yeah so whilst I was pregnant I gained seven and a half stone it was just crazy that was all um, I felt was due to knowledge more than anything I think where I didn't really understand healthy eating I kind of thought saw a diet as well I just don't eat Mm. (laughs) if I'm going to lose weight the best way to lose weight is just don't eat and starve myself so I had a really unhealthy kind of relationship with food because I was like well I can't diet while I'm pregnant because I'm pregnant yeah Um, so and because I'm pregnant I'm going to eat everything and that's what I wanted to do and that's exactly what I did and I mean it was an unhealthy relationship when I look back on it I'm just disgusted in myself I would have McDonald's for breakfast McDonald's on the way home from work you know I'd we'd have a sandwich man that would come into work everyone has those sandwich mans in the offices and I'd buy like two jumbo sausage rolls off of him like it was crazy the amount I ate my other half of the time he worked in a restaurant and would bring him me cheesecake home at one o'clock in the morning and I'd actually wait up <laughs> to kind of wait for to bring him home to, so that I could eat it at one o'clock in the morning that's crazy eating like shed loads of cheesecake yeah. uh, so I had such an unhealthy relationship with food that it just spiraled out of control so bad that when I was going through my pregnancy I was so disheartened because every time I went to a doctor's appointment it was well you're morbidly obese you can't give birth naturally because your body's not going to be able to handle it um and kind of having that told me I was kind of like what so I, I can't give birth naturally because I'm too fat and that's my fault Like there was no one else to blame. That was 100% my fault. And it was devastating to be told that. So I was a lot of tears and I had to go through the normal tests where you are, your BMI is too high of having the glucose test, the diabetes test while you're pregnant and stuff. Luckily I was fine, Mm. but they kept telling me that they were too worried that my daughter was going to be too big and that my body wouldn't be able to handle going through the birth. And things like that so it was quite shocking it was actually on my birthday <laughs> when I was told in a nicer way but I was basically told that I was too fat to be pregnant so I turned up to my birthday fat. Month, I to be pregnant basically right. is, I mean they, 
told in a nicer way Goodness. by a doctor but you know when you're sat there going I'm hormonal anyway yeah, I'm pregnant that I'm too fat to be pregnant because they kept oh, saying me wow. telling me that my BMI was too high yeah um it was just shocking yeah I remember on my birthday and then I was sat on my birthday meal just crying my eyes out Mm. um with all of my friends and family sat around me and I was like I'm just too fat to be (laughs) pregnant and they were like don't you see you're absolutely fine I was like no they told me so it was it was just horrifying Mm. but I kind of felt like at the same time I didn't do anything about it I could have no. still realistically gone on slim and well when I was pregnant, but I think mentally I wasn't there. I no. couldn't have done it. I think that when you are pregnant, I know it's a cliche, but to say, you know, like you're eating for two. And I just feel that when you are pregnant, in my experience, is that people, they want to, they want to gift you, they want to gift you with food. Everybody's yeah. like doing everything for you. They're opening the doors when you're pregnant. They're doing all yeah. that lovely thing, that, that nurture. People come to visit you. You didn't even have to get off your sofa. <laughs> you know, they're <laughs> yeah. making you tea. It's, it's all there, isn't it? And as yeah. soon as you try and engage into any conversation around, you know, perhaps I need to be eat. Oh well, wait till the baby. Wait till the baby's. Uh, wait till the baby's born. You can think about that. You know, after that. But I feel yeah. that. Those words being told, you know, you're morbidly obese. I mean, that very word morbid is you don't want to be going into any any birth with that, you know, that stigma, that association, that that branding. It's a it's it's a heavy thing, isn't it? So having that diagnosis from the doctor and going through the birth of your child, was it very intense around that time? Was it very okay? This is gonna happen on this day. How was it for you? It was quite nerve wracking because it was it was almost like I had it in my mind that I just wasn't going to survive childbirth. I honestly thought, right, well, I mean, childbirth's traumatic anyway, and leading up being a first time mum and not knowing what was going to happen, I was terrified. But then, obviously, being told that my body wouldn't be able to handle it because of my BMI was too high, I was like well, that's it, I'm going to die then, aren't I? That'll be it. So I was obviously melodramatic about the whole situation. I was like, I'm not going to come out of this alive. I was really panicking. So I was like doing things like going for really long walks. But then I I don't know whether it's because I was so far far along in my pregnancy and stuff, it would result in me getting lots of nosebleeds and almost nearly passing out. But I was like, no, if I can't get through a walk, I'm not going to get through childbirth. So I was kind of pushing myself to the max that I then didn't enjoy my pregnancy at all because I was just panicking so much and worrying so much I didn't even get booked in for cesarean because in the end they were like no it's fine you'll go through it which after all of that I was like okay makes no sense um but I got booked I was actually induced in the end because of um, my daughter was two weeks late and um I actually ended up giving birth naturally I mean (laughs) like so after all of that it kind of was a bit bizarre but it was at uh my last I think it was my very last doctor's appointment when I weighed in at 21 and a half stone that's when I kind of smacked me really hard around the face I was like wow like 21 and a half stone that's Mm. that's big like for me I'm I am only five foot five and 21 and a half stone and I was like 
no wonder they're telling me that the way that what they are and they're worrying about me because actually that is a lot of weight that really is and after I had my daughter I started to realize how uncomfortable I was even sitting on the sofa and kind of having to roll off the sofa and I was like I'm not even pregnant anymore kind of I kind of thought it was just the pregnancy of why I had to do that type of thing but now I'm not pregnant so why am I still having to roll off the sofa and yeah. kind of hoink myself up over time. I'm struggling to still put my shoes on, yet mm. my daughter's three months old. And then it was just a bit of a shock to realise how big I had actually got. And that was the kind of the shock factor of, I really need to do something about this. Um, I can't go living like this anymore. I just felt so uncomfortable. Bless you. It's such a thing to go through. It's such a thing to go through. But I guess you know you you've gone through the birth all this build up to it and thank goodness you're able to have a, a healthy birth and a healthy baby and now recognizing that you really truly needed to do something how long did it take for you to to be in the post baby body to recognize actually this has got nothing to do with the fact that I'm pregnant anymore this is my body that I'm now in and I need to take some action about my weight to be fair, it was a couple of months after. I think I got uh, I got engaged not long after um, having my daughter. But when pictures were taken of me, I just was like, "Wow, that's that's disgusting." I was so mortified. I think they were the first proper pictures that were taken after I had had my daughter. That I was like, "I can't." There's no way I'm getting married and looking like that in photos. Mm. I don't want to look back in 10 years' time and go, yeah, that was my wedding day. I look disgusting. The other thing is, is I didn't want to feel uncomfortable on my wedding day. I didn't want to feel like I had to hoik myself off of a chair, <laughs> like to roll around. <laughs> and I wanted to be able to dance around the dance floor without being out of breath kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's when I, I did go to Slim and World. I started slimming well quite early, actually. I think B was only about seven months old, roughly, that I kind of attended slimming well. But then, um, unfortunately, my daughter's dad decided to do the dirty on me and leave. So that was obviously then another blockage in the road that kind of was like oh well I can't do this here and now because I need to concentrate on me I need to concentrate on my mental health I need to concentrate on my daughter so it kind of just got shoved to the side again when I look back on it now I just felt like there was a lot of stuff that I did go through in life but then also maybe I used it as an excuse for too long I should have kind of got back in there a lot quicker you have to be kind to yourself in that situation because Having a baby is intense, isn't it? You know, knowing yeah. that you're struggling with your weight and your body and your mobility, that yeah. that can be intense. And then and to find out that they've done the dirty, like you say, and you're no longer their, their focus, that, that's a lot to take on because I know that, you know, when you've had a baby, your, your body changes mm. and mm. It, it can bring about these insecurities and, it, and the one that you're with that you, you hope is going to be there for you. That is an intense emotion. That's a tense situation, I guess, to to be around. I think you're right to an extent. We can hold on to stories and and use those excuses, but we have to be kind too. And I think 
you're going to focus on the most important thing, aren't you? The thing that's there in front of you. That time in a little one is like all consumed, isn't it? It's, it's all consumed. It's, so, it's such a busy life, I feel. When I was yeah, a single yeah. mom, it's such a busy time. I was, you know, juggling work, juggling the child, juggling discipline, the naughty step, the feed, the food, all of it. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. How do we cope? <laughs> I know. It is so crazy. But I think that's why... Uh, which then gave me the second kick up my butt because my daughter was running around and I couldn't chase after her. <laughs> I'll go for walks with her and she'd be running down the path and I couldn't even run after her anymore because right. I was so out of breath all the time. And um, I was like, my daughter's growing up and I feel really awful because I can't play with her. Like yeah. we'd go to soft play and I couldn't fit my bum through the through the wedgie bits of the soft play or like get my bum down the slide or um I, I couldn't physically fit into some of the soft play bits and I was like wow my daughter is begging for me to play with her but I can't yeah. physically do it because um I'm too big to like fit in anything or to kind of chase after her and catch up with her and stuff so I think that's when it was the massive turn of me that I was like, I want to be being a single mum as well and building that really close bond and relationship with my daughter in that time, which I think as a single mum, I mean, all mums and parents are amazing. I think they are. It's a really, really hard job. But I feel like as a single parent, there's just that slightly different bond yeah. that you have with your child when it's just the two of you yeah absolutely um, there's no one else to rely on like I mean at the moment I'm being called her sister um <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> her mum <laughs> but I think it's just it's just a whole different experience I think as a single yeah. parent so I kind of I didn't want to miss anything in my little girl's life so kind of not being able to play with her it was just devastating absolutely devastating to just run down after her or to do this silly soft play or to fit my bum in a swing I couldn't even do that I hear exactly where you're coming from and I I feel that having been a single mum I chose to leave my uh, my son's dad so I I was the one that that left a a horrid codependent relationship that lots of addiction issues and lots of things were thrown into the mix all quite unexpectedly and I, I had to make a choice I chose to leave and that carries guilt you know I was the one that, that chose to leave and then being a single mum and you, there's all these parties everyone has a party like I, it's literally yeah. every weekend there's a party and then you turn up as a single mum to these parties and there's there's all these couples those feelings of guilt as a single parent it's yeah, very yeah. it's it can be very tough and then you've got the I don't know I always felt I don't know if you can relate to this that almost that that need to tick every box because you're not 100%. just a mum you're having to yeah. be you're having to be dad too and I, I did have lots of support I had a lot of support with friends and with especially my mum and dad and my brother but yeah you, you feel like you're having to to be two roles at, at once it's the little things like um for example school like if they well when they were in school it would be right we need money for this we need money for that we need money blah 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 and I've always been like, oh, I don't want to, have to pay out. This. It's a lot mm. of money. It's a lot of money. But then I've in my back, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, because I don't want to be seen as that single parent that's yeah. not able to give my child everything. So 
I fully will put my hands up. My daughter is spoiled rotten and she knows it. She is an absolute princess. Um, and she does. I mean, when we went into lockdown, she cried because Costa Coffee wasn't open. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know that has all stemmed from, yeah, single parent guilt where I feel like I've had to feel the need of having to not only give her all of my time, yeah. and everything else kind of all of my money <laughs> it yeah. just take everything. it take it how much you need take <laughs> the thing take my blood <laughs> take whatever you need um take absolutely everything but also actually it's um bearing in mind that being the single parent I am that only parent in her life so I'm the biggest role model that she's ever got yeah. and being on this journey um this weight loss and fitness journey it's really taught me how to be a better role model for my daughter because actually it's little things like um I offered her chocolate the other day and she actually no word of a lie she actually turned around to me and said mommy can I have an apple because it's healthier please now my heart (laughs) I mean I was shocked (laughs) it's obviously going watching me yeah it's going through her mind and I love that because actually I never had the knowledge of healthy eating when I was younger um because if I did maybe I wouldn't have just left home and just gone let's binge I mean to be honest healthy eating wasn't a massive thing I suppose when I was younger anyway it was just you get given what you're given and you got to eat it and that's that um whereas it's more you know there's a lot more knowledge out there about it all now so it's kind of if I pump it into her now she can make those life choices when she's older but at least she'll have the knowledge of healthy eating and fitness so she knows that what she can do to stay on that healthy track I mean even doing my fitness I love her she will put my um restriction bands on and she'll be squatting in the living room she'll be doing push-ups she'll be doing sit-ups in the living room oh, and she does all of my exercises at home and stuff and I just I absolutely love it um and I love if she sees someone running she's like oh mummy look they're being healthy and oh. I, I love that yeah such a positive influence for your daughter and I think you're you know you're smashing it you're doing an amazing job it sounds that you know you're preparing the way for a superwoman there most definitely <laughs> the next joe wicks maybe yeah. the next female yeah. version of joe wicks you never know <laughs> you never know <laughs> and in terms of of confidence now that you've lost the nine stone like i said at the beginning you, you're showing up on social media the blogs that you're putting on there are fantastic they're very relatable they're very real how do you feel now with that weight loss like your mobility your confidence your your general health I'm not gonna lie I feel amazing like it's the tiniest of little things I remember having to run from the car into my daughter's school and run back quickly and I remember after I'd done it I sat in my car and I said he went I'm not out of breath I had to take a minute because yeah. I was so shocked with myself that for me to have done that, I wasn't out of breath anymore. And actually I was fine. Um, you know, if I wouldn't have even attempted that at the size that I was before, let alone have just quickly ran in um, and ran. I mean, it was only like a good five minutes, but 
I would never have been able to do that before. So it's those tiny little things and kind of, I feel like I'm a little bit like G.I. Jane now when I'm in, <laughs> when I'm in soft play because I absolutely love it. And I, um, I kind of bundle through it now and I'm pulling myself across and, you know, absolutely loving it. And I just think oh, I couldn't even fit into it um, no. a couple of years ago, let alone be able to pull myself up onto things and things like that. So yeah, I do feel amazing. And it it's also like the whole buying clothes situation. I remember the first time I started to buy clothes, I remember trying on a size 16 and I was like, this is massive. Tried on a size 14, this is still too big, you know? And I managed to actually get all the way down to a size eight when I was training and I was, sh- I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I just could not believe that I was actually managed to start buying small in places and size eight and size 10 and I was like this is crazy like the other little thing is my my, all my friends are really small I mean my best friend she's a size six size eight she's very very petite but it was funny because I went around her house and she was like oh do you want to borrow a hoodie and I was like don't be ridiculous I'm not going to fit in your hoodie (laughs) like and it's always been that joke that you know she's little and I'm large and it's always been that she gave me a hoodie only went and fitted it I just couldn't uh, believe it. I could actually get it on and zip it up. And I was like literally doing a happy dance in her bedroom. Cause I was like, I can actually borrow your clothes. This is crazy and insane. And it's kind of having that reality of yeah. I have lost all of this weight. And I kind of like, even back then, which is then obviously completely going against what I kind of preach is I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a normal person. <laughs> like when I this way. I, I wouldn't say, no, I wouldn't say you as a normal person. I think you've got this immense energy, this, this positivity, which is, that is not normal. That is not normal. <laughs> People would pay for that energy and that positivity. You're, you're amazing. You, you, what you've achieved you. so far is, it's truly amazing now I can see that you're inspiring so many people on Instagram and I wish you all the the look going forward for anybody listening to this that would like to follow you on Instagram Kim what is your Instagram handle it is the dot life dot of dot a dot fitness dot mum (laughs) (laughs) which is a bit frustrating but the life of a fitness mum there you go Uh, I love it when I ask people that because it's some weird and wonderful <laughs> ones, but I will put that on the show notes. So if anybody would like to follow Kim, then you can go and follow her on Instagram and be inspired. And no doubt you you shall be. And if there's anybody listening, Kim, that maybe is, I guess, hung up in terms of their body image, whether they've lost the weight and they've got the excess skin, what piece of of help can you offer at this at this point now that you've you've gone through that journey you've, you've you've been the larger size and you've also had that that weight loss I think it's just just remember how amazing you truly are you've managed to lose all of that weight that mindset that you put in that hard work that you put in we all know it is you know sweat blood and tears that you put into losing that weight just remember to be kind to yourself your body's gorgeous it's unique it's different to any others and embrace it fantastic thank you so much kim for joining me today it's been an absolute absolute pleasure you've you've definitely motivated me honestly your energy is is thoroughly contagious thanks for joining me thank you
Thank you very care. much. Bye. So I don't know if you're one of those ladies or gents that will happily show up on social media with your stretch marks and your loose skin. And I just want to give a shout out to you if you are. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not sure if I ever will be. But I would say that anybody that is able to show up on social media and show that part of their body really does inspire people like me to believe that you know people like him can can have the weight loss and then truly love their body going forward we need that confidence don't we we need that that narrative to break through any of the perfection noise that is still hanging around without be on adverts i've seen quite a few i don't know is it perfume adverts recently i'm just thinking that's just so not real it's you know it's beautiful but it's just not real. it's not real I want to see a real body I want to see something I can relate to and I don't know if you've thought about getting a new wardrobe maybe you've been in lockdown and you've not really spent any time going out to restaurants or socialising I'm now thinking right Claire I need to get them out together I need to get some clothes to go out in and yeah having an image that is relatable can really I think help you to to fall in love with your own shape and size and just like Kim says you know she's five foot five and there's lots of images that she would see and think well okay they're five foot five why do I not look like that and it's about owning your own individuality and respecting that and making the most of the parts that you really do love about your body I'm not saying that you've got to love all of the bits on your body <laughs> you may well have a stretch mark that you look at and you, you really don't like and if that is the case then there's lots of great you know makeup and cover-ups that you can use to to help I guess to fall in love with the body that you've got I've got a, a stretch mark that sometimes I will cover up it's only about an inch long um but that that's something that I've had to I guess think well do I you know pay and have acid injected into it to get rid of that or do I just buy a little bit of cover up and, and cover it up nobody's going to know know any different and if that gives me the confidence to step out in shorts or a shorter skirt then that that's what I do I don't really think too much of it and overthinking is is a killer of dreams let me tell you overthinking is a killer of dreams so you know invest in some decent cover up invest in something that will allow you to, to build on your existing confidence. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. And if you have not yet subscribed to Simming Stories, please hit subscribe. And if you can write a review, that would be amazing too. Enjoy your eggs. <laughs> Enjoy the chocolate, the cake, and whatever you're treating yourself to today, this Easter Sunday. And you know, We've got Bank Holiday Monday tomorrow and then it's back to another normal day. And just to get back on track, don't beat yourself up with a stick if you've had an egg or a bit of chocolate or a bit of cake. Don't be beating yourselves over the head with the naughty stick just because, you know, your diet hasn't been 100% on plan. I certainly won't be. I'm definitely making time to, this week, prep and prepare some meals. I just feel like I'm taking too much time in the kitchen and I'm really inspired by other people that also prep their food and that's what I'm going to be focusing on this week. And here's to wishing you a great week ahead. Until next time, take care.